All right, welcome to the first ever Top of the Block podcast. I'm Justin Smith. This is Omar Zaki, CEO of Mobius, the decentralized professional networking platform that protects your data and pays you to connect with others. So Omar, first ever podcast. You you excited? Totally, man. So why, why are we doing this? Do you, can you kind of put that into words? So I would say basically a lot of people don't really understand what's going on in the crypto space aside from the headlines, Bitcoin crashing, all these currencies being used for illicit activity. Yeah, totally. Um, I'd say that the real technology behind this, which is blockchain, is actually really revolutionizing the space of just like technology in general, fintech, data storage, all this sorts of stuff. There's a, so there, there's a lot of different applications that I think the common person doesn't know about. So that's kind of what we're trying to do by highlighting kind of like startups in the space. Yeah, and I'm kind of coming in as the guy who doesn't know very much about crypto and Omar knows a lot more. So you want to tell us about our first uh, ever guest? Yeah, so this is Ingemar. He's uh, head of marketing at Celsius. Good friend of mine. Um, yeah, we've been doing a lot of work together on just trying to figure out what makes the most sense for us as far as marketing, growth, trying to get products to actually be realized. So, yeah, do you want to talk about Yeah, well, let's, let's do it. Yeah, what's up, guys? Um, so I'm Ingemar, and I've been working at Celsius since February, and as of now, it's September, so math, um, at least six months or something like that. Um, and it's been hella wild, just because uh, crypto kind of engulfs you. Like, I think a lot of people, like, once they catch the bug they sort of just uh fall through a rabbit hole of research and digging and reddit and white papers and what is this and meetups and oh my god half my money is in uh like uh you know numbers on a screen in this in this wallet thing hopefully it's worth something and more someday yeah well let's you know let's start um because you didn't start in like the crypto world you i mean you got like an English lit major in college. I mean, can you talk a little bit about? Yeah, yeah. Like what I did in college. I mean, I I actually have a, a Spanish and English degree, and it has nothing to do with like what I'm doing today that much. Um, but like, I was doing digital marketing for a little bit, like on my own, and before that, I was at a law firm for like a few years. So I knew I didn't want a, a boss really. And like when I started working alone, I was like, wow, this isn't like, I'm not really passionate about doing like selling Google ads to small businesses and stuff, but it's, it's still better than the law firm. And I was just kind of, uh, I kind of just stumbled upon, um, the term ICOs and like, what are ICOs? I just kind of Googled it and then fell into Reddit and then, um, saw meetups and, attended like a neo event and saw the potential for blockchain and like making it applications i still didn't understand how it how um it was it had like investment value so much i just knew this was like some breakthrough shit 
and I wanted to know more of it and like observe a lot more from the stands. And, um, and then, yeah, then, and then I started doing meetups in New York city and there's like three or four meetups every day. So, so I'm pretty lucky for that. Um, what else? And then, and then, um, I was still doing digital marketing on my own. And then, um, I went to a Celsius meetup. I didn't really speak to much of the Celsius staff, but like a friend that I, that, you know, I met through meetups did spoke with the CMO for like 30, 40 minutes. And then, uh, and then he kind of referred me in when they needed like a, a marketing position. So yeah, I was going to say, yeah. talk about like Celsius, give us like the, the one minute pitch for like what Celsius is. Yeah. yeah. You guys do. Celsius is, is just basic fundamental, um, banking for crypto holders there, there's not many places where you can go park your money in and they pay you interest the way they would at a bank um and there's not many places where you can just you know go apply for a loan so um you know if if crypto is really going to change the way money works then we're going to need some like basic credit uh financial products and banking is a way bigger industry than trading you know how, like how many people really traded before crypto you know so um that's sort of the the one minute pitch it's an app it's available on on uh, both of the stores you can literally deposit your bitcoin ether and litecoin and you'll see you'll see interest payment every monday yeah i mean honestly i feel like a lot of us have gone into crypto <clears throat> just from that's kind of what I love about crypto and blockchain is just it's all very small community. Everyone's really welcoming. Everyone's kind of really excited to always talk about like what they're doing, like new technologies. So I guess what are some like kind of do's and don'ts, I guess, for like new because pro- there's always all these scams all these like really or even some really good ideas that just never get off, get off the ground because they just have poor execution. Um, so, yeah, I guess just like in your experience, what are some right don't like like um do not throw your money at something and like hope you'll be a millionaire tomorrow um because you won't you definitely won't there's no uh get rich quick schemes in this space there's no guaranteed wow you'll make a lot of money uh if you put your money in this uh and a lot of a lot of people have been taking advantage of of people who sort of think that way. So do your own research, obviously. I mean, it's sounds kind of lame because it involves work and reading, uh, and, and all that. Um, but this is like a really new wild, wild west space. So, um, you know, certainly I'm sure there's money to be made, but, um, it's, it's risky. It's speculative. Yeah. I I mean, I was going to say that because, you know, even with like Celsius, you know, I'm I'm someone who I have all my money in a bank in Chase, like police. And uh, why should I take my money and like put it into like a crypto thing? Like, why is that going to be better for me? Like, why would I want to do that? Because, you know, like a lot of other people, I have a lot of reservations. You see a lot of headlines that like, oh, Bitcoin's dropping and all these different cryptos mm-hmm. are fall- like. So, yeah. So why why should I feel confidence in doing that? Right. I mean, it. it it comes back to like knowing why knowing like seeing the value in such a new asset and um 
figuring out for yourself, like this is something, you know, with confidence, I, I would put my money into this because I believe in it. So if you don't believe in the technology um, really changing the world and being something like an everyday use of the common person, like then there's probably no, there's no, there's no like foundation for why you would throw your money un- unless you're just kind of gambling with it, which is cool too. Fine. But I'm a believer that, you know, Bitcoin is a, a real world asset and it's withstood the test of time. No one's been able to crack it. Um, you know, no one's ever, ever been able to double spend or change a timestamp or, you know what I mean? So I'm a believer that this, that this will last, that this isn't a fad and that there will be a killer app for it, that there will be some application using blockchain that that people will use and don't have to understand how blockchain works in order to use it. I believe that'll happen. I believe that, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum will accelerate beyond belief. And because of that, I'm, I feel that I am smart enough to put my money in, in something like that, that will increase and appreciate in value. And I say that for me and for just for me only, because I, you know, I've done the research I've, I've worked and live inside this space for the last uh, six months. I work seven days a week uh i'm just all in yeah i mean also that being said too there's i mean there are a lot of new things coming out and it's a little bit unfortunate that so i guess what's what we've seen over the past few i guess year or so is like i mean six to 12 months is basically the ability to get a, a new product to the to the marketplace has become really expensive and there's all these like random media agencies I guess so so as like like head of marketing here how do you sort of envision the ICO space changing how expensive like how do, how do you think it's going to continue to get more expensive and also can you kind of like because I'm the dumb one here you know what like what exactly an ICO is and like yeah to take that knowledge yeah. because you raised like what 50 million or something for Celsius yeah yeah, yeah so yeah it was that de- it was definitely a team effort uh and, and ICO is basically uh, initial coin offering where you know a company raises lots of money and their contributors are allotted a uh, a number of tokens pegged to the value of the dollar or another cryptocurrency and they are they're thought of a lot like shares but instead they're tokens so like a lot of people couldn't invest in companies because of like their income or where they are their licensing whatever state's laws um but the thing about cryptocurrency is there's no there's not a lot of regulation for it so anybody could have like like a year or two ago anybody could have bought a token like for you know put a thousand dollars into something like verge or whatever and like been a millionaire and it's 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 ridiculous but but, um that's how powerful and how much opportunity like icos bring to the common person um because from what I've gathered, um, nobody like the common man couldn't have invested into Facebook until the time it hit like two hundred billion dollars, you know. But you know, there, there's there's like a there's a one percent that has a lot of these uh, privileges that most people don't have, and the ICOs kind of level the playing field and let any person um, be able to invest and speculate and make money off of off of this Uh, i mean that's not the only reason why icos exist there's there's typically a product and a business um a business model behind it so 
that's sort of why people do them. Yeah, and uh, I mean, how do you how do you get the word out too? Because you mentioned like meetups and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we live in New York City, so you know it's easy for a, us. Yeah, we see a lot of them, but yeah, can you kind of talk about like how you know how you got that out there? How you just make up this company and and go for sure, it? sure. Uh, I so the CMO brought me in because he he was he had a lot on his plate, and the dude's a magnificent genius. He's Keith Baumwald, um, and he he knows that he couldn't do it all himself and he kind of needed a guy to manage accounts and, and make sure things were, were performing properly. But, uh, but also a guy who could experiment and say, and say, Hey Keith, I, I want to try this. Let, let's see if this works. And, um, so I did, I, I, I um, the first thing I, I brought up to him was like influencers. Have we had any like YouTubers talk about us at all? Cause I, I was, you know, in, in, I was still maybe like a few, a half a year into crypto at the time. And like, I was, I was watching a lot of in, in influencers and I made a lot of like, I bought a, you know, a couple of coins because like a couple of influencers did their research and like they hyped, they hyped me up and I was all like, yeah, this is going to be the next whatever. And so, uh, so we brought in, uh, we brought in a, an influencer to interview uh, our CEO, Alex Mashinsky. And um, it was, it was, it was a success. It, it you know, it knocked it out of the park and like, uh, it was maybe like my first or second week and, and Keith, um, he, he screenshotted like a, a Google analytic that showed like how many people clicked the, the referral link and ended up signing up. And it was like 12% of people who like watched that video, went to the website and like signed up and he's like, good job, Ingemar lit, you know? And so, and, and that influencers community, like we just have direct results. Like, yeah, they came from him and they ended up contributing this much. So that was a W. What, what influencer was it? Uh, the crypto crow. Crypto crow. Yeah. It's kind of, it's, it's interesting because it seems like, you know, this whole crypto world is kind of based around like, normally you'd try to bring in like a celebrity, but to hear that even the word influencer, it's, it's kind of changed the whole game plan and stuff. Um, you know, it's interesting because you, you also come from that, like what else did you do kind of like market wise, you know, to, to make sure the pitch was good. And like, you know, did you stand with like a board at, at these meetups <laughs> and like, try to get you know introduce yourselves or anything like right that. there's lots of whales in new york and and lots of just people curious and stuff and i was still in whoa what is this mode like what do you know about it like what's hot right so i i, I would just kind of mingle a lot and happen to meet people who haven't heard about celsius and i would tell them a little bit about it and so like there's still a lot of just face-to-face um just personal conversations and and like letting people know what's up i didn't really go to meetups with the intention of like i gotta close someone today you know i'm just i'm more of like a laid-back social what's up what are you up to uh here's my business card i want to chill that sort of thing and how do you think also i mean so we recently spent some time in berlin and munich um i guess what are like the areas Mm -hmm. and the locations you think Mm -hmm. are like the most lit for crypto but also like like what city is the best for like what part like raising money oh partnerships that yeah sort of yeah thing. i th- i think like new york is like slightly surpassing san francisco silicon valley in terms of like ico activity and raising but i think those two cities are like the bomb when it comes to to doing that sort of stuff and like com- community wise there's lots of activity 
Berlin is surprisingly, amazingly um, happening. There's lots of activity over there. I see a lot of New York heads over there. And a couple of them are like moving and saying like I'm I'm here now. This is the new this is the new HQ for for crypto and, and um, I think it's a great place. It like there there's a place called Friedrich Stein and there's so many um, there's so much graffiti there. It reminds me of Bushwick, but it's less industrial. There's still like cafes and bars and and co-working spaces. It's really grungy. It's stylish. There's people covered in tattoos and and like they all know English, so it's like it's pretty easy for for like us like dumb americans who like only speak one language or one and a half or 1.5 you know so i i dig it out there for sure they don't do they don't do much breakfast though they're not like that big on breakfast europe isn't that's my opinion yeah i I feel that um now you actually worked uh is this right as a chapter 11 bankruptcy consultant (laughs) so you've seen the, you you dug through my LinkedIn, didn't yeah. you? you? You were you, like, uh, <laughs> I'm like, get this guy. Yeah, you've seen kind of the effects of like the outside world, and you know how, you know, I don't know, kind of like banks and how they work. So like, why, you know, what can like crypto? Why is comp- or why are companies like Celsius and stuff changing that? Like, why? And we see a lot of like data breaches and stuff, and a lot of privacy concerns. You know, what what can crypto kind of bring to that? In terms of like data breaches and privacy, yeah, and also like you know you see massive bankruptcy and stuff. Kind of banks sort of taking advantage of the little guys and stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So like, well, with with some with some ICOs, like unfortunately there have been a lot of scams and and companies that didn't do anything after they finished raising, and some people like ran away with with the money, and there's and like they're being chased after by authorities a lot more, but. I, like last year it was really really taken advantage of um whereas you know like with chapter 11 th- these are companies that actually like want to keep going and they're not out yet they're just kind of like reorganizing their stuff like chapter 11 means like um it, it's a, it's bankruptcy it's restructuring so it's like they're still in business but they gotta like they gotta kind of like start over and pay off you know their investors like whatever 10 cents on the dollar um you know because they they're you know they're out of money but they're not out completely. Yeah. Well, so if I, you know, if I want to put some money in crypto, like how do I avoid the scams? Like what channels and stuff and should I like focus on in the crypto? Like where where should I go? Like who should I even turn to? Like That's a good question. Um because there's lots of opinion and nobody really knows what'll happen in the future. So like I like reading white papers. I like I like having conversations with people. I don't like being told or telling people what to buy or where to put their money. Um, I, I like letting people figure it out for themselves because because they you know because they should. Um, but like you know, the market right now is garbagey. And like with that said, like Bitcoin and, and Ethereum, they have like the highest developer communities, and they seem to be like the most resilient um, at the moment. And like I, I'm, I'm willing to side with whatever team's got the most, you know, developers and applications um, developing on it because it's, 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 it's going to be more about what we do with it than how powerful and scalable it is. And how do you think the, um, the space is like? So obviously we're a DAP, so Mobius is a DAP. But how do you think the space is going to move from? 
because a lot of these guys like polychain like to invest in like protocols only they legitimately only say hey we only want to invest in protocols and i actually at least for me obviously because i'm biased but i think that we're going to start moving into a situation where dApps are going to be more important i don't know what absolutely i think i'm all about the dApps just because um like that that's all that's going to matter no one like the the average person's not going to care like how many transactions per second something can make it's like what can i what can i do with it how does it affect my day right and like i i like to i like to use this metaphor sometimes like i still play super mario brothers and like it's on 8-bit hardware like it's not amazing graphics um necessarily but i can have the time of my life on that whereas like you know, like a lot of Xbox games, I really don't care about, even though they had like a lot more work and there's so much more processing power and RAM used in it. And the hardware is superior to a Nintendo, but like Super Mario is like all I need to make me happy. So if like there, if there's a DAP out there that is relevant to the average person's life, like you could run on Ethereum. I'd rather have that than a, a more scalable protocol with nothing made yeah. on it. Yeah, I mean, I think at least for me, what's making me excited about Mobius is at least like the, I think the reason why there's no investment, a lot of investments in dApps these days is because like no one actually cares and they're all pretty crappy. So I don't know like if you have any other like dApps that you like yourself personally, I guess. The first, I mean, the, the first couple ones are like really decentralized exchanges. I mean, it's not mm-hmm. that like creative or you know beautiful i guess (laughs) or sexy um what else i mean like the bat token is pretty cool i mean i use the brave browser and like it does it does issue me like bat tokens to like reward youtubers or that i watch or blogs that i that i look at i mean that's pretty dope it's pretty cool yeah I, i use it a lot too for sure like i use it on my phone actually just because chrome like it doesn't have extensions as well. Mm. And like I like my life I rely on extensions as much as like sleep or coffee. Oh. Yeah, you know, that's just, you know. But if Braid had that, man, I'd just be <laughs> I'd just be bullish. I'd be so bullish on it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I yeah, I mean like yeah, I think um I mean at least for me like I I think where we're going to go like what's going to take us to like Bitcoin being 100,000 is like me as an average person like in the street wanting to use an app to like make my life better while still doing something with crypto on like the dl though like not noticing it i don't know can, can you like elaborate like yeah say, i mean just like for, say for instance like i mean like take mobius for, for example right so like we're going to be helping people network better like get jobs all these sorts of things and they're basically hmm. on the dl essentially just earning tokens that they can then just cash out hmm. or use for things on the app and they don't even have to be crypto people to do that right like you can just meet people and just connect it's almost like can you go on the app and just like browse your friends profiles and like verify stuff and like went like earn tokens Mm -hmm. it's almost like earning points it's almost like gamified this is about about mobius by the way right so yeah the the mobius app it's it's very it's like gamified i i I downloaded it I downloaded it on my sister's iPhone because mm-hmm. I'm a jackass with a, a Galaxy S8. So like I, you know, I, I looked at it, and 
and like it's pretty cool it's like you know it's very early you know it's in its infancy still obviously yeah. but the but the idea that you can you can just kind of browse and like earn tokens i wouldn't even call them points just because people are more familiar with points when they see when they hear tokens it's, it's like what the fuck is it i'm not I ain't, a, I ain't a crypto person but if it's like mm-hmm. points it's kind of like oh and these points can like pay for shit someday yeah, whatever exactly well i can trade them for money what, what are yeah. you kidding me that's, you know? yeah that's I, honestly i think that the whole incentivization thing is like all the even like loyalty programs like all these like cashback sites all this sorts of stuff like mm-hmm. if you just move all of that to like a platform where it's just done on the back end and you're just earning stuff that you can legitimately convert to money i think that's what's going to take us to like yeah i i think that's pretty lit and like so like I mean I like in the back of my head I'm thinking oh we have LinkedIn like what do we why do we need another social networking app so like I know you know a lot more about uh, what LinkedIn does off of its users and like why the Mobius app um, doesn't do those bad stuff and like incentivizes people to use that instead of anything else yeah and, and just to cl- you know what. Mobius does, by the way, is you know, for each connection you make, you you know, you meet some, you, you meet someone, maybe even like a person who works at a company, and you know, you connect, you get a coin for that, and there's lots of different ways just to kind of clarify. So there is incentives, and th- they're trying to compete with LinkedIn in that sense because you know, LinkedIn, the your data gets sold and stuff too. I mean, I basically say like, who actually uses LinkedIn Mobile, like let's be let's actually be real and like if we pulled the mm-hmm. amount of people in one meetup room who actually uses linkedin mobile it's probably like 10 percent. and they spend so much money to develop this app that it's like basically trash like you go online you go on this app and you just have messages from like random spammers i probably have like ten thousand connections probably actually know like same three thousand maybe which is like not a good way to like keep track of like who I know. And like, I'll just be like walking in the street and then be like, Oh, I haven't reached out to this person in a year. Low key should probably hit him up. And then it's like kind of too late. It's like been a year now, you know? So, I mean, at least for me, I would like, these are all issues that like LinkedIn should have fixed. And hopefully they're not listening to this podcast. So they don't (laughs) rip everything we're doing. But their mm. development teams are probably not going to be able to copy it anyway. But anyway, um, so so yeah, we do that. And then I, the other part of everything of LinkedIn is like your profile. Like everyone's been talking about Facebook and like, you know, stealing your data, Cambridge Analytica, blah, blah, blah. Like LinkedIn is literally doing that daily. Like when you get an email every week that says, hey, your profile appeared in 176 searches. That's at least like 200 bucks worth of data that you just got ripped off on which is like wild like take like goldman sachs basically pays 200 bucks per hr person per month to do these searches and that's not even including headhunting fees so your profile that that adds up like crazy and you're not you're not getting a dime and you already have a job right like you work at celsius so mm-hmm. like why the hell are you appearing in searches i don't want to appear like you wouldn't want to appear in searches right now you know yeah yeah yeah, I, and I'm curious, like, why, like, why did you take it upon yourself to make this? The interview has shifted. It has. It <laughs> tables turned because I, like, I, I've had a lot of questions since reading the white paper, like, which I did. It's yeah. a good read, and so, like, I don't know, like, the, when I hang out with you, like, we're having too much fun for me to to ask any any like real like thought questions. Yeah. We're like, the, you know, thought provoking shit. We're usually just mm-hmm. provoking thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay, so originally the concept for me was like I was in college, I was recruiting for like a lot of different like banks and all this like sellout shit, you know, like McKinsey, Goldman, whatever. And there's just all these events ha- happening on campus. I was coming back with tons of business cards. And it's just basically like exhausting because it's just like you get like 30 emails. You have to sort through all the emails like to know what's happening on campus. Your friends all come together and make one giant like spreadsheet of like, hey, this is what's happening today. And you're like, oh, shit, there's like 10 events happening on campus. You go to those 10 events. So that's the first issue. Then you go to those 10 events. You get like hundreds of cards. You go home. You're like, okay, I have to email every single one of these people. Are you going to do it tomorrow? No. You didn't do it the night of, no. You want to do it like two to three days after. As a student with so much other shit going on and partying and other stuff, are you actually studying? <laughs> studying? <laughs> are you actually going to remember to, to email them? No. So I kept forgetting to email all these really critical people. So that's how it started. It was like, I just need something where I can go online. I see what's happening at Yale. I can click on a day and see all the recruiting events happening. Plus, see, like, be able to remember who I met. And then from there, I was like, wait, also, if we're already collecting profile data, we might as well just secure it and then, like, have people only appear in relevant searches so they get directly paid for it. And then I was thinking, okay, how do we fix, like, the shyness? Like, there's people who are... I don't think we're shy guys, right? You and I, Ingemar. Not now. <laughs> Not now. But Not we, in the present. Exactly. But we were in the past, potentially. Um, and the way to f- and the way to fix that is like, hey, bro, if, if someone tells me right now, you can get paid like three hundred bucks a year if you meet like, I don't know, six hundred people, and like you're getting paid to meet. Pe- I would be out there, like as a ten year old networking with people. I, I want money. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Exactly. So that's so I was like, okay, all these things come together to just make like sense to help people network, help people get paid, and help people just be better. Like, I, just people are so bad at networking, honestly. Like, it's it surprises me that like when I'm like, yo, bro, like just go meet, go to this meetup, talk to people. Just people just can't do it. So. Yeah, let, let's let's talk about networking. I, I think let, let's yeah. let's elaborate on that, just because I didn't really do much of that before crypto yeah like to be quite honest uh, and so like when i came into the scene as like a newbie who just like read a couple of threads saw a few videos read a couple of white papers i'd go out and like not know what the hell to expect just a lot of people who knew more than me mm-hmm. so i would listen a lot I, I i would just say hi what up let me just listen to you guys like i i, I don't have much good to talk about i, I mean i wouldn't say that yeah. i'd say it in my head but like let me listen to you guys i just want to you know join that's that's cool that's that's great what are your names okay i come from this so mm-hmm. i'm just, just seeing what's up right very very simple like if you're if no one's gonna no one's gonna shit on you for coming out because you want to learn more and if you're really saying that and like the, no one's gonna no one's no one's gonna neg you for it so and like as I started to accumulate more knowledge and like meet more people, I, I would say, hey, like what else? What other events are you going to? And they'd let me know or, or I'd find something and invite them. Mm. And then and then friendships would start to be made. And 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 as I as I started, you know, I started seeing how could I apply my background in like writing and marketing and like 
editing into this. And so my friend, my friend, uh, my friend Ori uh, was writing a white paper and like nobody saw the white paper outside of their team. And I was like, could I look at it? And just like, just, I just wanted to read it and look at it. And he's like, yeah, sure. You want to like pass notes? Cause I know you're like good at editing and shit. I'm like, sure. Yeah. Hell yeah. And, and like, I was willing to do that for free. Like I wanted to do something and give people value and not expect anything back. And like, but what I really got out of it was, Hey, I'm participating. I'm like in this community now I, I do stuff. Oh, Ingemar reads and edits white papers. That's mm-hmm. like, that's my title now. I'm yeah. in, I'm in, right. I'm in the door. So so that's one really good way. So, so I guess it starts with one, listening, and then two, see how you could offer value without expecting anything back. Like little stuff. Like obviously if, it's, if, what, your, if what your talents are are really like worth a lot of money, then like you know, charge a little bit. But if you want to get in through the door, yeah. <laughs> if you want to get through the door, like you, like you shouldn't really prioritize how much money you're going to get out of it. Yeah. So, right. You know what I mean? I mean like, like look, I would say like the most important thing – so, like, the reason why Mobius is so important, I think, and the reason why, it, let's just unpack, net, like, networking at all, like, just from the beginning. You meet one person, you meet, like, a bunch of people, then you start to realize, oh, this person could help this person, who then could help me, or this person could help that person, who then would help that person. Like, it's just, like, we're all connected. That's why we're called Mobius, like, the infinite loop. Get it? Lit. <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, like for me, like, I... The way I got started in the space, too, was, like, I was just, like, going to the meetups, like, two or three years ago. And then, like, I was, like, yeah, like, I have a physics background. I can help you write some technical, sh- like, um, stuff in your <laughs> in your white paper. Good, good self-editing. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, that's, like, from there, I was, like, yeah, like, I can actually do this stuff where I know people now who can help me do these things. And then, like, randomly, you just start to go to meetups. You just go to happy hours, you get dinners, and then, like, all of a sudden, you know so many people, and, like, you're actually a member. It's kind of feels like a gang, almost, you know? It's like, it's like a family now. It's like a crypto family, and everyone's, yeah. (laughs) It's like, everyone's just, like, so... Yeah. (laughs) I like the shift from gang to family. (laughs) I don't know. I just, like, I feel like networking, like, basically, to give you an example, right? So, I basically run, like, a biotech fund, and the way... Like, my background is, like, my parents are from, like, Rhode Island. So, we did, like, I I'd never know. I never knew anything about finance at all. And when I got to Yale, like, I made it a point that I wanted to, like, learn from, like, people. So, I would, like, just meet every person I, I could and just, like, kept talking. And, like, some people were totally useless to me, but they they were useful to me by then referring me to someone who was useful. And then you latch on to that useful person, and then he'll start pushing you back, like, to other people and then push you back to the useless person who's going to help you again. You know, like, it's just like... Or, or maybe, like, instead of useless, just, like, someone who d- can't offer any immediate value exactly. immediate at the value, moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, so, for instance, like, one of our advisors, Ralph, like, I met mm-hmm. Ralph because the summer with I, I worked at Morgan Stanley, I was working with um, one of his partners, and I was like, hey, like, do you know someone who can help me, like, um, do some, like, securitization stuff for, like, loans? He was like, yeah, I got this guy, Ralph. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, and now Ralph and I have been doing business for like four years now. Nice. Which is like, and that only came just because like we were just, I just like networked. So like, I feel like there's so much potential value that everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. I mean, I don't know who, who likes working nine to five, 
I mean, some people do. I don't know. No one does, I don't think. Uh, yeah. Unless they, unless that nine to five is like something they chose. Yeah. Or unless they, they're just happy, like they have kids or just satisfied. I don't know. Yeah, some Whatever. people are just like happy. But like everyone, everyone has ideas they think about that they want to make happen, and networking is like legitimately the way to do that. Like, there's so many like all these success stories you hear about. Like, oh, I had this idea, I built it out, and then I just networked and raised a million dollars, and now I'm a billionaire. Why are these stories so common? Is is because literally just networking. And I feel like if we can bring networking to the masses, because like even at Yale, like you'd be surprised. Like you think that people at Yale would be actually good at networking. And they're actually really shitty at networking. It's ridiculous. Like, they're so, like, they come off as, like, oh, like, I deserve to know this person because I go to Yale, right? It's like, no, like, you're not going to get this job just because, like, you're a Yale kid. Exactly. You know? So. Exactly. Yeah. I, th- I think anything that you do to move the world, it's not really done by yourself. You know what I mean? So, like, you know Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech? Like, he didn't want to say that when he when he went up into the speech he had it prepared and stuff and he was like stalling and there was this one lady i don't remember who she was but she was like martin tell him about your dream and he kept going didn't tell him about the dream and she's like martin tell them about the dream and then he went off he went off i have a dream and all that so like it wasn't just him yeah i mean like there's just people who are just like actually like they just they just get jobs and then they just like network within their company rise up to the ranks become ceo whatever that's that's cool and everything but if you're like in your room thinking like dude i have this really lit idea i want to do like you need to build a family like that's what we did with mobius right like we have a family building this product up like from the ground and we've been doing this for like two years now right and like we started out with just like an idea but now like from networking like we're getting there, right? We're not old, we're not there yet, but we're almost there. And I think the people we've we've assembled now is like that's that's how it's done. That's how you make ideas, and that's just like how Celsius was built too. Or do you anything? Yeah. No, I I think that's a good note okay. to stop. Uh, Mobius Celsius, check them out. Word. Uh, thanks for uh, tuning in, and we'll uh, see you next week. Peace.